Welcome to the Dead Men of Whiskey, a podcast about the remarkable lives and sometimes unusual deaths of the names we all know in whiskey. Now settle in, pour yourself a drink, and sip along with Amy and Christian as they tell you a story about one of those names on a bottle. Hi, whiskey friends. Welcome back to a live episode of the Dead Men of Whiskey. I'm Amy. Christian, and I'm so glad you're back to hang out with us again. We've got a lot of show for you today. Welcome. A lot of show and a really big guest tonight that I'm super excited to talk about, who in the prep for this already gave me a little bit of grief over my Black Velvet story. So I think it's going to be a really, really interesting night. We have... Is, um, wait, hold on. This is yeah? this is definitely going to be a show where we get to answer for <laughs> our ridiculous selves. <laughs> yeah. That last show. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what do we got? Without any further ado, I'm going to introduce um, the brand ambassador from Evan Williams, and that is Bernie Lubbers. Bernie, welcome to the show. Bernie. Hey, Amy. Hey, Christian. How y'all doing? Doing excellent, man. Doing excellent. How's Kentucky treating you? Oh, it's great. We're starting to warm up. It was 90 degrees today, so that that uh, the, the whiskey is 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 moving in that barrel, and it's uh, squeezing in. It's getting into that wood, and through that char, it's getting some good color now. So uh, it's this is a uh, spring has definitely sprung, and the and the cicadas are coming. So we got the 17 year <laughs> cicadas. Saw my first one on my front porch yesterday. I think I haven't seen any of them yet. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them yet, and I really this is like I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, you're in Kentucky. <laughs> I've been to Kentucky. <laughs> bugs, yeah. a lot of bugs. I mean, we got them too. But I'm just saying, I, I hate cicadas. I just can't. They, they creep me out. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have to stay inside this summer. I think it's just how it's going to happen. It's okay. <laughs> it's 17 years. I can handle it once every 17 years. Do you remember the last one? I do. Well, it sounded like it sounded like Martians were landing. Yeah, I was where I guess I was 2004. I guess I was uh, I was in I guess I was in Richmond. Yeah, I was in Richmond. Yeah, that was terrible. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it was a terrible year. It was awful. It was fucking awful. Where did they go for 17 years? They go in In the the ground. ground. Ooh, tell actually, you want to tell us about the life cycle of of the cicada? Because I just read about it and I'd be happy to like tell you what happens for 17 years. It's kind of funny. They live, they like, they, all right, so they, all right, they come up. This is what you're familiar with. Start there. All right, so fine. You get the 17 years cicada. They're up, man. They're only alive for like a couple weeks. They, you know, don't even have like real like digestive tracts really. But so they get up, they fuck, they die. That's it. <laughs> and then the, you know, females, they like plant the eggs or whatever, and they turn into larvae and they burrow down and they stay in the soil for 17 fucking years. And then they come up, and then they fucking die, and that's it. So we basically see them. Essentially, it's this is where like this is like the above ground is like the cicadas, uh, Florida. I guess they go to retire above the ground, and then they, you know, yeah. This is truth, man. Hopefully, they drink some whiskey. Hopefully, in the two weeks they're above ground, I hope they have some whiskey. Well, if they're lucky enough to be in Kentucky, you know, 
I guess they Absolutely. can uh, maybe fall into a barrel or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fall onto the floor that some whiskey's on or something. Yeah. That's right. You know, one of the things that we normally start with on the show is talking about what we're drinking tonight, but you guys got a head start on me, I think. So um, (laughs) let's dive into that. And I know what I'm drinking tonight. It is the the man of the hour from our show, Evan himself. Um, I didn't need quite as big a bottle as Amy because I'm a responsible adult. Um. I needed to get a big bottle because you drank my last bottle when you were here and we were recording the episode. So (laughs) there's that. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about for like somebody at home that may not have had Evan Williams, some of the things that they're going to, they can expect from cracking open a bottle besides a good time. Absolutely. And that's what I'm having right here is some Evan Williams. That's some, you know, I call it in Heaven Hill Distillery where we make uh, Evan Williams. We're the, um, we're a family owned, family operated distillery so that's really unusual that's uh, makes it sets us apart a little bit so our family actually owns the company and runs the company and what we do is since we don't have to answer to wall street and and the stockholders we do things a little bit different so it with um with with uh, evan williams the engine that pulls the heaven hill train for whiskey um we typically keep our whiskeys in the barrel just a little bit longer than our main competitors so Evan Williams is aged for five years. Most everybody else's uh, engine that pulls their train is, is usually aged for four years. We're aged for five years, and uh, we put it in the bottle just a little bit stronger than our main competitors. So most of our main competitors are at uh, 80 proof, and we're at 86 proof. So if you want to think about Heaven Hill. That's Evan why Williams, I like Evan Williams. Yeah, longer, stronger, <laughs> yeah. baby. So longer, no, stronger. No, man, no, it makes yeah. sense. I actually did not know that. So yeah. that makes a big difference. Yeah. And because it's... we don't have to hit a number on Wall Street, uh, we don't have to to, to uh, spend as much money on advertising. So that money kind of goes uh, through to the consumer. So you get it at a better price. So longer, longer, stronger, better value. Cheers to Evan Williams. You guys are like the cool kids, like the, the hipsters of Kentucky, like, you know, whiskey. Like, well, we're just not under as much F, stress. F as Wall Street. Else. Can we just say fuck Wall Street? I think we well, can just say know, fuck Wall Street. A, I mean, I own some stocks, so like, shh, but still. It's a good yeah. thing it's there because that separates us from them, so that's good. Yeah, right. That's all right, man. I appreciate yeah. that. As a New Yorker, I appreciate <laughs> that because one of the worst places I hate being is down in the financial district. It's a little, Well, you know, worst. our owner, yeah. Max Shapira, he uh, he worked there for about twelve years, so he knows Wall Street very really? well. He, uh, oh, so, right uh, on. Uh, so and his son Andy. So you know we they know it, so they use it to their advantage. Fine, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's cool. That's a good piece of information. I didn't know that about Absolutely. the brand. That's so cool. that's why it's got a little bit more flavor, and it's just great. I'm not going to say anything's better. We're, we're, no one's better than anybody, right? It just makes us different, right? Yeah, there you go. And different is good. Mm-hmm. I like it different. Different's great. It's got a great flavor. It's got a good, you know, it's got that all that vanilla, honey, and caramel you want from the barrel. It's got that sweetness from the corn and the barley, and then that pop of spice, which is like the the new the the the, the unknown spice girl, the pop of spice in the back of the back of your pop palate. Of spice. The pop of spice. <laughs> she got rejected from yeah, the, the that was the, the manager, I think. Yeah, that was <laughs> the road manager. That's right. But it was the road manager, pop, pop. of spice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> P O P P A. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, Bernie, I know that you've listened to the episode last week, the Evan Williams episode. If somebody's watching this and they haven't listened, go back and listen. It's quite Um, entertaining. Thank you. Entertaining, but did we miss it? It's actually one of my favorite episodes. 
I think it's awesome, mm-hmm. and I love to you know that uh, that uh, Christian. You talked about how many nights you've spent with Evan Williams and woke up yeah. with him the next morning, and and yeah. uh, it was al- it's almost <laughs> like that uh, Lincoln play uh, from the American Dad that uh, Stan with the uh, with the. Um... <laughs> I know what <laughs> but, you're talking about. Yeah. But you yeah, know, it is, uh, it's you know sometimes because Evan Williams is uh, you know is it the price that it is, and that's one reason why it's the number two selling bourbon in the world. Um, there's only and one that makes that perfect sense. It. Yeah, there's only one. But, you, bourbon but that here's the, but here's the thing though, and I want to yeah. make a distinction, which I don't think I did in the episode, is that yeah, at the price point, which is hot, it's affordable, but at that price point, you still have a lot of choices. Absolutely. And a lot of those choices are goddamn garbage. That's well, not, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're, they're but this choices, is no. Right? Yeah. Tell me they're different it's choices, it's, but some of them yeah, are. But, I mean, but, I don't know. I'm, I'm just subjective. What, yeah. You know, it's subjective. I hear you. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to get to where it kind of shoots us in the foot sometimes. Because some people look at the price of Evan Williams and go, well, it can't be any good. You know, and I get that. We understand that. We know yeah. that. But we still like to keep it at that price because. It helps sell, and we still have enough profit there because we didn't spend all that money in it. We're also, as, as I said, we, we just don't spend as much money on the brand. We're we're growing up. We're the number two selling bourbon in the world, so we you know we're sponsoring Major League Baseball. We've got a few things we just did with DraftKings on stuff. So you know we're getting there, but we still just don't have to. So we don't. We'd rather pass that along to our distributor, who passes it along to the bars and restaurants and the retailers, who pass it along to y'all. And that's why Handles of Evan Williams is up like. Fifty percent since COVID started. Oh wow! I say it, in my house too. People yeah. drink at home. I think that was me, man. Are you that might have been. Home? That might have been me. Right. So no. That's a yeah. That's, thing to know yeah. that it's what people are drinking at home, right? So oh no, for I, sure. Go I ahead, can't Amy. Even Sorry. Imagine. I cannot even imagine the volume of how much you, Evan Williams. How much Evan Williams? I'm gonna ring the bell on myself for that one. Yeah, I'm Bless sorry, I, I got slow on that. I Bless usually enjoy produced. giving her shit, so I can't believe I missed that opportunity. Yeah. As the second largest bourbon in the world, that's that's so much Evan Williams that must be made. Well, you know, it's still. Let's keep this in mind. There's a great brand out of Tennessee that uh, that sells, and it's the number one selling American whiskey, Jack Daniels, and it's an awesome whiskey. You know, everybody wishes they had a whiskey like that in their portfolio. So we do, we think here in Kentucky, you know, we kind of all work together. You know, uh, maybe you know we're number two right now. It's not our goal. Our goal for the family is not to be the number two selling bourbon in the world. It's not to be the number one selling. It just happens to be right. We're we're we, we we're we're going to make the best whiskey in the world. We're going to make every style of American whiskey. That's what we're more about, right? But uh, the uh, the uh, bourbon category, uh, Jack Daniels outsells the entire bourbon and rye and wheat bourbon category combined. Wow. So here in Kentucky, we kind of work, you know, you know the salespeople, they fight on the streets. But we try to, to sell bourbon, Kentucky bourbon, Kentucky tourism, as our mayor here calls it, bourbonism. We like we try to sell that. We want you to go visit all the distilleries. We want you to come see us. I know you all talked about our Evan Williams bourbon experience in downtown Louisville, where Jody Filiatrus, our artisanal distiller, you need to go in and see that and what we're doing a block from where Evan Williams made whiskey uh, in 1783. Um, supposedly, right? And it's on the bottle. It's in the bottle. Yeah. I heard y'all. I know. We try to figure it out. We try to figure it out. We try to figure sure it out. about that. You know, Mike will you, will you settle? Will you, that, you know? will you settle this for us? 
because that was the thing. We went on about it. We we cared. We Absolutely. wanted to know. So it's you like, know, yeah, it, tell us. You yeah. Know, uh, well, I mean, we don't really know. We, we, from our research, we see that Evan Williams started making whiskey in 1783. What you all did not have right, though, it was not Kentucky. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, where? It was Virginia. It was Virginia. Virginia because Kentucky didn't exist. Right. Oh, Amy, Amy's going to protect. Oh, that's true. We're not our state until seven. Wait a minute. That was when Vir- that was when Virginia had like a coastline and just looked like it trailed off into the like the, the west. Just like, yes, which that's is a block why, like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's why Kentucky is uh, is considered one of the 13 original colonies, because we were carved out of Virginia. And we actually have that. Uh, so uh, we weren't we were not a state till 1792. So he was still in Virginia. Uh, here in uh, in 1783 right or 1790 or 1789, Virginia's whenever you strong. think 88, whenever you think he was here, you know they didn't mm-hmm. write a whole lot of shit down back then. They kind of just said, "Oh, that's Evan. You know, he's making whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know they, they they wrote things down, but they were a little busy fighting the British. You know, the British they do make it easy <laughs> that, to fight. They were they wear bright red. They wear tall hats. You know, but um, well, yeah, not so the smartest writing, camouflage. Stuff down. Yeah. You know, they were we were fighting the British. George Washington didn't become president until. 1789 for god's sakes so we're fighting people forget that sometimes i think sometimes people think like 1776 george washington's president i don't know yeah we didn't have so in 1783 1784 those 1780s we're fighting the british lieutenant colonel george rogers clark had us uh took the uh, military and 60 civilians over to a little island right across where everyone was making whiskey and uh the 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 native crop grew so well on that island you know they had to be self-sufficient so they hunted on the mainland in virginia they grew the native crop there and it grew so well they nicknamed the little island corn island and right there is the genesis of what's going to make our whiskey different here in Kentucky, different than the the rye whiskey, which was uh, more from New, uh, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland. We have more corn down here, so it's a little sweeter from that new make. And then different than the uh, barley-based uh, Irish whiskeys and Scotch whiskeys. So that's what makes it different, and that's the genesis at Corn Island of what's going to make our native spirit of bourbon so different in our whiskey so tasty <laughs> does your tour or what you guys have out there can you go to corn island is that a thing or is that like developed we talk now? about corn island we do we talk about it right now corn island is 13 feet below the uh, the ohio river oh. so it's a little Jesus hard to christ okay yeah. that sucks <laughs> you know but we have locks and dam systems now you know and so that yeah. raises the river and that's the reason oh, is gotcha. here Louisville mm-hmm. is here because uh, of the of the falls of the Ohio River is right here, and you had to portage your boat. You had to pull your boat out of the Ohio River. The only obstruction between uh, where the Monongahela, the Allegheny, and the and the Ohio and the Ohio come together right outside of Pittsburgh. The only obstruction between there and where it dumps into the um, into the Mississippi River takes a left hand turn to go down to New Orleans is the falls of the Ohio, and that's why this city is here. Nice man, sound like you're really proud of your place. You, oh, it's I awesome. mean, are you are you are you native native Kentucky born? Or are you uh, what's yes what's, yes born yeah? and raised? Yeah, my, my born and raised here in Louisville, Kentucky. My my grandfather came over from uh, from Oldenburg, Germany, and my mom's grandparents came over from Germany up the Mississippi River, as most of them did, and my and founded a brewery in 1905, the Falls City Brewing Company. Louisville's known as the Falls City because of the falls of the right. Ohio. So there's Falls City Electric, Falls City Fence, Falls City Beer. Yeah, that's why we're here. And um, so I grew up, uh, grew up here, grew up in a beer family. But my mom and dad both drank bourbon, so I kind of 
did the same, kind of follow their lead. And I like uh, drink a little bourbon and drink a little beer. Nice, oh, nice. Man, that's, uh, this is like, I think, seriously, I mean, of the, of the many cultural comp- contributions of the South to the idea and ideal of being American, this is like, I mean, it's kind of second to none. I mean... This and rock and roll, I guess, you know, jazz, you know, this Absolutely. is Absolutely. We know it, yeah. like I said, you know, and uh, you, bourbon, cannot separ- you cannot separate bourbon whiskey and the history of the United States. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Can't After do the it. Revolutionary War, they put a tax in on, on whiskey. Whiskey Rebellion. The Whiskey Rebellion. After the War of mm-hmm. 1812, put a tax in, right? Back then, they used to retire the tax after the debt was paid off. But ever since the Civil War, we've never not had a tax except for Prohibition. And they, we know how that went, you know, when they didn't have yeah. that money. So bourbon has helped build this time. country. Yeah. That's right. They used to give, uh, uh, when they were building the Erie Canal up there where you are, uh, they gave a quart of, quart of uh, bourbon a day, quart of whiskey a day for people who worked. You know, when you had dirty, crappy, shitty jobs you didn't want to do, like the cavalry, people are shooting at you and stuff. You got an extra pay. You got a bonus of whiskey in your pay. That's why if people work for me. That's right. Yeah. If, it wasn't, if it wasn't for bourbon, we wouldn't have a country. This is literally part of the, you know, when I came on to do this show with Amy, it was uh, the idea that we were doing a whiskey show was just like, oh, get out. Seriously? Like, this this is, the, I get just drink whiskey and talk to people? That, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> and believe me, while we were recording, because she really does have quite a great, you know, library of uh, whiskeys. Um, it was one of the most wonderful working experiences I've had in a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. A, and a, a, another point that I must take issue with. Uh, oh, from uh, okay. Sons. No, please, please, please. <laughs> and it's not so much an issue, but you know, you it's all okay. were talking about how Evan Williams didn't make very good whiskey. Yeah. And you knew it was he, coming. And that I knew, was, of course, uh, this is. You think I haven't yeah. been in fear of this? The whole no, time. not at all. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. not many people made good whiskey back then, right? And what we would call good whiskey. Now, good whiskey had a different definition back then, okay? And also, he was criticized and he was fined for the amount of spent grain and slop that he put out. Slop is what we call, you know, it's, it's, we found out later from Dr. James Crow that slop can go back into, and that's called the sour mash process that goes back into the process. But this is before anybody was talking about that or doing that. And he was right in downtown Louisville, right down there near the wharf. So of course, when, you, when you've got you know, hundreds of gallons of spent grain and spent water and spent, the spent mash, that's gonna cause a problem. And that's why most distillers were out in the state and they had farms attached to them because then you could feed the animals the spent grain and all that stuff. But you didn't have that here in the city. So what they did was, is they told after, after they were probably passed away, you know, because they passed away in the early 1800s, uh, but they settled the distilleries a couple miles from downtown. And it was west of downtown. And that's where our distillery is today. And that was in the site that, uh, that I.W. Bernheim built in the 1870s. So by then, they told everybody to go away from town. Two miles away from town is a long way away back then. Right. It's not too far today. But it was so far west, they called it the, Cal- the California. So we called that the California neighborhood. It's still <laughs> called cool. that today. So that's where it is today. The BFE. Yeah. That's right. That's what it was yeah. back then. Yeah. So back BFE. then, he, I yeah. mean, and remember that he was, he was just making 
uh, unaged whiskey. And that's where you're talking about it wasn't so good. So it was just okay. Unaged. So there's so, a reason. So they weren't okay. aging it back then. So everybody was making this new make, you know, white dog, as you call it. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't something you would sip and savor next to a fire with your friends like we do today. You might start the fire with it, right? Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, but everybody was making the same thing. It wasn't until the early 1800s that we started that they started finding out that the barrel, which they shipped it in. OK, that gave them and they got letters back from New Orleans and St. Louis saying, please keep using these charred barrels. That makes a much superior whiskey. So that's what gave us the idea. So what Evan Williams was making, he didn't have a chance to really you know, become an ager, ager, aging distiller of whiskey. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where that all falls that's in the history. That, the is a great ex- that is a great excuse, and I'll take mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to say reason. it's even yeah. an excuse. That that makes perfect sense. It's a reason. Sense. It's I'm a reason. Also gonna like say, so you're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong when you said it probably didn't taste all that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But we also but did most say everybody that it improved. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We did say it's that. an it's an we evolution, like everything else. Thank you, Amy. Evolution. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you for saving me. Okay. So, so there is a a reason behind why his whiskey may not have been the best tasting whiskey as it first was developed, and I mean mm-hmm. everything is is open for improvement as it's first developed. And Absolutely. you were very we wrong. All? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Much better you were now. Very wrong about <laughs> Kentucky because Kentucky didn't exist. Um, it was mm. Virginia. And there's two people that have lived in Virginia for a significant <laughs> amount of time. We should have known that. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any other parts <clears throat> of the episode that Tiny, you were like, stop. <laughs> I think that's hey. it. Like I said, I think you had 98% right. You were right on. And he was a stonemason, he was a, a builder. You know, you glossed over one thing though, which I'm going to hone in on okay. a little All bit. Right. Yeah, he please, did please. build. He did build the first courthouse and the first jail, and I think that's unfair. That's like oh. double dipping. Yeah, that is kind of double dipping. <laughs> uh, I don't know how government contracts worked back then, but uh, he was on the town council. He was, and he yeah. I was about to say, yeah, Yeah, he would bring a jug of whiskey. But in the in the Mm. minutes, which you will learn if you go down to the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience, they did say that they could drink it, but they had to wait till the meeting was over. Oh wow! I guess that keeps the meeting short. (laughs) Right, and you all were right he was the first wharf master and that's one reason because of the falls of the ohio they had to portage their board boat here so they and we're talking about those uh kentucky long boats we're not talking we're like kind of like huge tom sawyer raft kind of things right we're not talking about ships and that kind of stuff this was just huge rafts that carried all this material and the next the next big uh port from here would be st louis right and so people forget to talk about St. Louis. They always talk about New Orleans, but there's a pretty big town over there called St. Louis. And uh, you bet you had to pull your boat out, bring it up to Main Street, take it down on timbers two miles down below the falls. Wow. Okay? Past California. And then, you, 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 well, <laughs> past, yeah, past, past, yeah, past the California neighborhood, past mm-hmm. that, two miles down, and then you put it back in. So that part of town is called Portland because you portaged your boat around the Portland. Oh, right on. See, Is that the reason or, why Portland, Oregon is also called Portland? I don't, I makes, can't speak for them. It would make sense, though. 
Yeah, yeah. it could could be, yeah. and then uh, and then that's also why uh, if the if the if the if the if the river was high, you could shoot the falls and try to try to ride it out. But you would probably empty your boat of the material, take it down in wagons, and then if you shot the boat over, because you can imagine taking it on timbers two miles down, yeah, you could yeah, save yeah. a little money, you know. But you know that was a risk. But you know, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So we've put together a little game of two truths and a lie for you tonight. And basically <laughs> Christian's going to present you with yeah. three statements. One will be true. One won't be true, but they're not about Christian. They're about Evan oh. Williams. Yeah. It's going to be about you for once. I'm going to talk about something that isn't me. And uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> well, there, there's, there's lots of story and lore about him. So I could, I could get this wrong. So I'm, you know, but I'm willing to do it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. I want to hear more and I will, I'm going to, I'm, we're definitely <laughs> going to have to take you up on visiting you out there. Cause I think that would be a lot of fun. That would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready? Two truths and a lie. You tell me which one the lie is. Right. Statement one, Evan served as the Harbor master for the local wharf. And it was his role to enforce the regulations of the Harbor. True statement two. Oh, wait, wait till, wait till uh, I do all three. I can't think the suspense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you can. You can do whatever you want. How about that? That's the new rule. Do whatever you want. Uh, my friend um, calls this loudmouth soup, so sometimes... Uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? How do you think I have this job? <laughs> but anyway, second, second statement. Evan Williams was one of the founding fathers of the Kentucky Derby. Statement three. Evan started distilling whiskey because he noticed there was a surplus of corn and other grains. Well, that so, was easy. Yeah, because the first derby was 1875, and he died in, in 1810. So uh, the second one's false. He did not found the Statement four, he's a, he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> or he could be a vampire. Or he could be a vampire. You got it right, clearly. Yeah, you win. Yay, he do we have like this. a... We don't have like a price is right like noise for like winning things or something. Just the applause, just the applause. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And during the break, we have a trivia question. And if anybody is able to answer it in the chat during that break, um, we, you will win a Dead Men of Whiskey t shirt. But before we go to that break and that trivia question, Bernie, Thank you for so much for being here. Yeah. Is there anything you want to tell all the Dead Men of Whiskey listeners before we go? I think it's great that you're doing this show, and I think that it's wonderful that you all highlight uh, the great Dead Men of Whiskey like uh, Evan Williams. And uh, anytime you talk about any of our brands, you can have myself or my buddy Jack Choate or Jody Filiatru or our master distiller, Conor O'Driscoll, on. We would love to talk about all those great Dead Men of History. And when you come to Kentucky... Visit the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience in downtown Louisville or come to Bardstown where we have the Heaven Hill uh, Bourbon Heritage Center. So please You're come. Absolutely. Planning awesome. on Thank it. you Thank so you much, so man. Much. It was a pleasure hanging out with you. All right. Thank you. you too, Christian. You too, Amy. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, did anyone get the question right? No. I'm not no? sure because oh, my you monitor's slackers. out. <laughs> Your monitor's out? Wait, oh, wait. I guess you might not Rachel. be slackers. Harding. Amy's a slacker. Um, it was Harding. So it looks like Leonard J.M. You're Leonard J.M. What's up? What? We win. Wait, applause. Applause. That's what I'm talking about. Good job, dude. <laughs> or do that. I mean, I'm going. I, yes. Or do that. Leonard. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, Christian, um, yeah, we have a winner. Up? We're going to send them a T-shirt. Okay. We message you through Twitch. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up, because I don't know if you're aware of this. I probably are not. <laughs> I yeah, would hope what? you are. <laughs> our last audio, our last audio episode is next week. I am aware of that. Clearly, I'm aware of that. Yeah, it's a Hold little on. bittersweet, actually. Our last audio episode of season two is next week. Of season two, that's right. And then that will be followed by a live show, and we are switching it up for our very last live show. And everybody is asking questions like, "Why are we switching it up in the very last one?" And it's not because we're trying to like throw everybody for a loophole. Um, we both. Oh, it's a good books. switch up. It's a good switch up. Is it's it? a very good switch up. I think so. Is it? Oh my god! Just tell them what we're doing. Okay, so basically, we are switching the day because both of us have. Oh, well, that's that good day. for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christian's moving, and I have something that I cannot get out of on that day. And for the life of me, right in this moment, I can't remember what it is. He's getting it. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> why did you even start saying that? Then? Like, really? Why did you even bother? You should I just said it. it was something. They could have just assumed it was something personal. <laughs> like now okay. they know that you can't even remember the reason why you're not going to be Maybe I got to get my memory checked day. on that day. Yeah. Possibly. That's yeah. <laughs> that is the, uh, the appointment that you're forgetting right now. But we're going to do an extra special live episode for our last episode of season two. And we have a special guest that is joining us. And I think we're going to do some of those bloopers that people have been asking for. Also, when I couldn't remember, somebody called the bell on me. So I think I'm. Oh, yeah, there you go. You lose. Am I the only one that's had the bell tonight? Yeah, because I haven't made any mistakes. I've been perfect. Okay. Now I'm going to stumble immediately. Yep. But that's you how just that works. stepped in your own hole. I did. Um, all right. <laughs> Which is... So <laughs> we're going to be joined by Zane Lamprey for our last show of the season. Next week, we have the the man, the myth, the legend, the Buffalo Trace. No, the Buffalo Trace. He's His stuff's made at Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. Distillery. But we have, geez, Happy Van Winkle. As our last episode, audio episode of season yeah. two. We so, are conducting a seance and we'll be raising Pappy Van Winkle's ghost and speaking to him directly. Yes. About that's, Amy's bad attitude. That's what that's the whole episode wow. is about. <laughs> so let's get into some listener mail, shall we? You haven't even he, seen he got nothing bad for attitude. That? Oh, I know. Nothing. I totally have. I look myself in the mirror every day. Okay, so 
One of the questions that came in from listener mail was, did you get to try the wobble shot made for this episode? And was it good? And before you answer this, I don't know if it was to you or to me. I might oh, be biased. No, can I answer it? Can I answer yeah. it? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't get to try the wobble shot for this episode because Amy won't send me any. That's why. You <laughs> so cannot send jello shots. She keeps saying this. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't see it through our social media, um, makethemwobble.com is, I'm trying to pull up a picture of this now. Um, make them. I can't do more than one thing at a time. And Christian could talk. Christian talks all the time. And the moment that I want him to jump in and say something. What are you tr- What? What am I doing? <laughs> okay. So I, I was listening. Made... It was rare. I thought I was really proud of myself. Well, here's something interesting. I broke. I broke the website. You broke something? Or did you break? Or do you have to reload something? I'll talk. If anybody's watching the show that knows, and I know that they are, that knows how to fix the Make Them Wobble website. The first link to the Sour Evan is not working on the site because I'm a total failure. But I made these. Not a total failure, but no one can see that. You have to move it over a little bit into the camera. There you go, right there. So these really pretty wobble shots. Mm -hmm. And on the website, if the link worked, you could look at it and um, you could make. But now we have to imagine it. Could you describe it? So you describe so it to the. It is, it is called a sour Evan. It's pomegranate and lemon and Evan Williams with real pomegranate pieces in the middle. And it's like a jello shot, but like a gourmet jello shot. Sounds um, delicious, actually. I want one. Will you mail delicious. me one? Just put no, it in the FedEx like, sleeve. I know? will mail you the damn recipe. Don't uh, think because I'm the girl in this so... podcast that I'm going to be in the kitchen. No, <laughs> really? Is that we're going there? That's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. You're good at that. <laughs> so so to whoever asked asked this question, um, I did get to try the wobble shot and it was delicious. But it also took me like 30 tries to get it to be what it was. So I tried like 30 versions of it and all of them were boozy. Maybe How many hours much. are in your day? Can I ask this? Because we're only we're only getting 24. I don't know how you get done all the things you get done in one day. Like, so are you like, you know, time machine? What's what's going on? Clones? If what's I told up? you, I'd have to kill you. Ah, all right. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. I don't want to die. Um, um, yeah, I have got the any... same amount of hours in my day. Really? Well, I, have I guess really you're great efficienter. Help. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I did some things today. Probably took me eight times longer than it should have. What do what? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, second question. What are your favorite cocktail whiskeys? This one's a tough one for me. So, I'm pretty simple with that. I mean, I just, uh, and, and a Manhattan, like a really, really good Manhattan. But and what I'm whiskey are you using fine. in it? In a Manhattan? I don't, ah. Uh, also, the website. There's a lot of different fixed. ways to go with that. I think the last one I had that was like, was, uh, that was actually really good was a bullet bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Though I'm, I'm trying to think of the restaurant I had it at and uh, it was like on the west side uh, in, in Manhattan. Oh, that is really cute. 
And yeah, the, the website's awesome. already fixed. So go to makethemwobble.com. How about you? What do you think? Because, uh, Amy, as far as your favorite whiskey cocktail, what do you think? Um, okay. Wow. This is such a difficult question for me. Because, right? There's so many. But also, I feel like I really appreciate a really good cocktail. So I want, like, a really good whiskey in it. But then there's sometimes that you feel really bad mixing a really good whiskey into a cocktail. Well, depending Um, what it is, it doesn't, sometimes it really doesn't require a really good whiskey. It's more about the blend of the, 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 I mean, you could use, you could use Evan Williams in a, like a cow, uh, you know, like a cowboy coffee or something. And it's amazing, you know, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, but the last, uh, like with a Manhattan, since it's basically just a whiskey martini, um it matters like the the type the quality of bourbon matters in there but like there's so many of them that it really doesn't but uh but even so i can see you thinking so are you do you have one that you think that you remember that um, you no, liked? i thought there was a smoke alarm going off is that what that was i thought you were like <laughs> engaged in our conversation evidently you were fearing for your life okay same thing i guess no. it's so, acceptable yeah i was listening but i was also trying to figure out if my life was in danger um okay. i think i'll take it i've had the um privilege of having some really perfectly balanced cocktails and so i i'm not going to say i have one favorite cocktail whiskey because i think that it's like what it's blended with if i'm feeling for some if i have a feeling for something that's more citrusy or heavier or whatever there's like a whiskey for everything i've mentioned this before while i'm not um loyal to any one whiskey brand i do have an affinity towards one do you know what that is which one is it i can know what is it i can't even Pepper, jamesy pepper of course course it's james e pepper so but like that and that not necessarily in a cocktail so i mean i like it in cocktails don't get me wrong but the answer is i don't really have an answer for that how is that you know while you were talking and i was also listening but um i went out the other night well last was it last night i guess it was last night um to this place called dutch kills bar in excuse me long island city in New York. I see. Yeah, in the LSC. But I got a, I got this. I was trying to look up the their cocktails because I had this whiskey cocktail there last night. And it would be really unfair of me not to mention it. Now, I want to know what's in it now. So I have to, like, look it up on their website and see if I can find out what the recipe was. But it was damn good. While you're and looking that up. That place. Yeah. There is another question. And that question that? is, Evan Williams seems like a... <clears throat> widely available whiskey that's less than $50. What other widely available whiskeys are there at a reasonable price? Now we're total wine. Sorry. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Read that back again. There's a Evan Williams seems like a widely available whiskey that is less than $50. What other widely available whiskeys are there at a reasonable price? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, I don't know where would you start, Amy, but I, I would say that, um, yeah, I mean, I have a few that I would highly recommend. If you, I, if your, if your intention is to be frugal, 
Okay, right, I fine. feel like this question has your name written all over it. Not right, that right, I'm right, not right. frugal, and I, that wasn't intended to be. No, a gist, but, but you don't all get like bottles of whiskey sent to us all the time, so you I don't know. And, shop and, for whiskey a lot. Yeah, yeah, she does not shop for whiskey, but um, I would say that, and and not pandering at all, but seriously, no, no, it's not. See, I'm not pandering. Evan Williams, Old Overholt, I would uh, Four Roses. And these are what you would probably call between, you know, a little cheaper than like a Jameson, but definitely more than like an old crow or something. Um, the old granddad that yeah. that's actually I kind of really dig old granddad. Um, and. What would I go for next? I, I think. Um, and quite honestly, you know, it's a few dollars more. It's not that much more expensive. But, uh, but you know, Jameson, you know, I would go for the Irish whiskey there. I mean, honestly, I think, uh, I mean, there are so many bottles under $50, though. So if you're only used to buying bottles above 50 bucks, dude, there's like most of the, the most of the whiskeys are going to be less than $50. So, I mean, you can go up and get, you know, you can get a Woodford Reserve for less than 50 bucks. At least, I don't know, in New York, you can. So. Someone in the chat mentioned Pendleton and Pendleton. Um, I was just having a conversation. I guess it was last week in the last seven days um, that about how much it has grown as a brand. And it's, it's a very popular up and rising brand, if you will. So that's yeah, no, I took the words out of my mouth. I would have said Pendleton too. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all we have for tonight, Christian. Is that it? That's it. Well, that seemed like it went by like like a million miles an hour, but it was fun though. Life I is enjoyed a million that. miles an hour. Bernie's yeah, amazing. It's a high, life is a highway, man. Yeah. He could not <laughs> wait to tell us how wrong we were. Oh my and god! Right. I know it was. He was really polite about it. He was super nice. Actually, I want to go hang out with this dude. I actually really want to go to Kentucky and like have a drink with this guy. I he feel like we should trip. make a Kentucky Bourbon Trail Dead Men of Whiskey trip. We definitely need to do that. Can, it's a meetup, if you will. Oh, shit. How do you feel about Dual that? Dual road trips. Meet in Kentucky. How about that? It's okay. a lot farther for you. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> I'm like, <laughs> um. I'm like suggesting this because you? you're doing like, all the work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's about eight hours <laughs> from Richmond. But um, only about what is it like thirty from Seattle? Yeah. Is it actually probably not that much? About twenty four hours, I think. I'm not sure. Anyway, here's what yeah. I want to do tonight. We have a short show. We have some people that are that are joining us for it, and we have mm -hmm. some some friends that have been great supporters of the show. And I believe that they are streaming right now, and that's Carla Marie and Anthony. Well, so what yeah. I would like to do. Mm -hmm. is raid their show their twitch Ooh. channel so what if we you were watching with us we're gonna say goodbye i think i need to figure out how to do this because i've never done it before and i think my mouse stopped working um we're gonna say goodbye we will see you for an audio episode wherever you listen to your podcast next week and we're gonna raid a channel which means we're gonna send you over to their stream at least say hi in the chat. Tell them that you're watching and you came from the Dead Men Tell of Whiskey. Tell them Dead Men of Whiskey sent you. Yeah. And then like and, throw and something every, and then run and away. Everybody <laughs> else in the chat will be like, who's dead? But yes, yeah. absolutely. 
please, please, please let them know that you're there. And thanks for joining us tonight. We will see you yeah. back Thank again. Thank you live. so much. All this right. Is so have much a good fun. night. Thanks for listening. Amy and Christian will be back next Whiskey Wednesday with a new audio episode. While you wait, why don't you leave them a voicemail with your thoughts at deadmenofwhiskey.com. They'd love to hear from you, and your voicemail just might be included in the show. Until then, friends, drink up, live legendary, and as always, please drink responsibly.